Hey guys, what's up? It's Ben from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we've got another awesome podcast to help you get over hump day. Here's my co-host, Dan. Hey, what's up, guys? And we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with a top-notch service and free advice for beginners or pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with the top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And on today's show, we have Bobby Powers from Bloody Hell Hot Sauce. Hey, Bobby, you all right? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we're how's really good, going, boys. Yeah. yeah, how's it yeah, going? Good. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, this is great. I, I like to listen to you guys, especially uh, when I, I get mentioned. I mean, I get mentioned a lot, so I appreciate that. Thanks. Well, if you're going to keep making such an awesome hot sauce, you're going to keep getting mentioned. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. It's a great genre to be in. Everybody's so friendly and helpful, actually. It's nice. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure loads of our listeners already know Bloody Hell Hot Sauce, but could you give us a quick rundown of who you are and who, what the business is? Yeah, um, I'm from California originally. Um, this is just a hobby that's kind of gone a little bit, you know, not crazy for a bit here. Um, uh, normally I'm from the uh, government kind of background of work through the national labs. That kind of brought me over to here, met my wife. And anyway, I started doing this as a hobby, and um, it's just a Caribbean-style sauce, basically, red habanero and green habanero. And then I'd thrown in some chipotle to give it a kind of a smokiness. Um, so, yeah, basically, it started out with uh, just being friends with uh, Christian Stevenson and just kind of chit-chatting back and forth. Started sending some bottles back to cousins like I do every year as a hobby. And I uh, sent him a bottle, and he says, oh, this is really good. You should maybe do something. Um, but also I had it in a different kind of a skull bottle just for fun, and that kind of gave me the idea. So, yeah. yeah, it's well, definitely a very recognizable bottle, isn't it? It's, as soon as you yeah, see yeah. it, you remember that, that hot sauce forever. Yeah, I kind of say you buy it for the bottles uh, at first. I don't, I don't blame you, but the, the next one I want you to buy for the sauce, you know. So, yeah, because I developed the sauce for like a British flavor. It's sweet, but it's also, it's hot, but it's not screaming hot. Yeah, no, it's actually packed full of flavor. It's it's really, really nice. It's, it's I always go on about this, and I always say it when I'm talking about hot sauces. You have the hot sauces you buy, and they just blow your head off. And for me, they're pretty pointless. Yeah. But then you've got hot Proper sauces <laughs> yeah, that have flavor, add flavor to your dish, add a bit of heat. But add that it's it's all about the flavor, yeah, exactly. and, and that's what your hot sauce brings. It brings a hell of a lot of flavor, plus it brings a little bit of heat with it too. It's really fruity, yeah, that's, isn't that's it? That's the goal. It's, uh, it's, uh, the goal to be an everyday kind of sauce, you know. Just you know, you can you don't need a ton of it. You don't have to blow your head off. And if you want to blow your head off, you can add a drop of that other stuff to our stuff, but get bigger flavor out of something like our sauce. Yeah, I mean, like genuinely, the and I'm not like just some freak who loves hot sauce, but. The you time are, right? that, yeah, yeah, maybe I do like it a bit, but the time <laughs> that I use it most is is genuinely with breakfast. I have I have your yeah. bloody hour hot sauce with breakfast. Yeah, this morning, didn't you? Yeah, this morning, yeah, <laughs> with some avocados and eggs. But it's it's just like yeah. that tends to be when I use it. It doesn't blow your head off. It's just full of flavour. It completely changes the dish, but brings yeah. that little bit of heat through. I mean, you want a little bit of chili with some avocado and eggs. I mean, that's what makes it complete. But also, it brings in like a just it completely adapts the dish. That's uh, that's pretty much like a Latino culture kind of thing where you wake up in the morning and you you, you grab some of grandma's uh, leftover chili and eat it with eggs and toast and you know all the good things like that, but spice up the the morning a little bit, you know. Um, so I come from a big Latino family, although I'm, I'm the white boy of the family. <laughs> I, I get teased a lot, you know, and I don't have the name. Luckily, all my tweets have cousins with a bunch of Latino names, you know. <laughs> it's really good. But, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect my background, but I grew up with like, my my grandmother in and, and the kitchen making tortillas and things like that. And like you said, uh, just chilies and things in the morning is really good. It's great with, with eggs and uh, you know, fried eggs, omelets, everything. 
Maybe I've got some Latino blood in me then. I'm not sure because that sounds right up my street. <laughs> it's my goal to try to bring that to, to here. To, it's like it's all over London, but it's not so much down here on the island. So, yeah, it's, it's a goal to kind of, you know, get a little bit more spice. It doesn't have to be, you know, blow your head off spice, but just a little bit more than a, than a curry, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk a bit more about that. So, for the listeners yeah. that don't know your your background, what is your background? Where where are you? Where are you from? And 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 how I'm is this sort of influenced? Oakland, I'm sorry, I'm from Oakland, Oakland, California, which is across from San Francisco uh, Bay. Um, uh, my background, like I said, I grew up in a Latino family in Oakland. Um, I end up in a, like a taqueria, a family taqueria, Lorenzo taqueria. Um, as a kid, about 15, I think I was there for a couple of years cooking. So I took what my grandmother taught me. Also, my father taught me a lot about like country cooking, and um, just kind of blended the two together. Growing up, is I like to cook real quick, but also have a lot of flavor in it. I kind of pride myself on how fast we can get it out and just get it over with and get back to work kind of thing. You know? So anyway, I grew up there. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling pretty fast. Um, grew up in Oakland. Uh, then oh, then after the taqueria, I went off to a different uh, genre, working for the government. Uh, building things, the science projects like Star Wars and things like that, uh, shooting lasers in the sky and stuff. Awesome, awesome. And then, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to Japan, met my wife through Japanese friends, then ended up uh, having her with me in California for a while, and then we decided to have kids, and I said, let's try it in England a little bit. Uh, might be a little bit safer, I don't mean to be rude to my fellow <laughs> Americans, but it's just a really good place to, to be here, you know, in England. Yeah. So that's where I'm at, I'm at now. It's just kind of I'm um, I'm kind of a mutt. I'm all over the world, kind of a person, and this is kind of what the sauce is. Uh, I take an authentic, really authentic Caribbean style, and it turned it into a British style, so that the British like a little bit more. It, it is more on the sweet side, but it's not sweet, you know. Saying that. Yeah, and you've picked uh, the Isle of Wight of all places to uh, yeah to that chill. Was a, there was a family, um, the family flat here, which we're still in. We're looking for a house now, but um, we were staying in the flat here just uh, to figure out where we we're gonna we we're gonna live, and we liked it here. We didn't want to go back to the mainland. My um, wife's from Surrey, from Farnham, so uh, it's kind of the best of both worlds. It is like going back in the past, you know. It's like it's really safe, and it just it, right, like right now. I'm looking out the window, watching you know, just kids walking by themselves. When, where I'm from, it's kind of unheard of. Yeah. I mean, the Isle of Wight is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Been over there a couple yeah, of times, love it. And uh, we were actually, just funny enough, we're actually in Farnham at the weekend at the uh, the Big Meat Festival, which is uh, in Farnham, which is uh, James Lowe, JL Butchers, and uh, Leo organised that. It was uh, We had a wicked time at that. That's in right. Farnham, so uh, we we were just where, where the wife's from. Yeah, <laughs> my first time yeah. there. Nice little town. Uh, I love it up there. It's really, but it's a little bit more expensive. That's another reason why it's nice to, on the island because um, yeah, London isn't creeping towards it so fast. You know? Yeah, just sucking everybody in and, and making the higher prices. You know, but then then there's the downfall of being you know marooned on the island when you need to get up to the city and it's just you know it's an expedition to get off and on sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. What is it, is it ferries? Is that the main? Yeah, there's the ferries and driving up and the congestion charges and you know you just want to go up and say hi to somebody real quick. I mean, it, it that first started with wanting to do that like my friends in San Francisco, and uh, now it's like oh I'd like to go up and you know see like Steve West up in, in London. But it's like ah oh, Steve, I got to plan a whole whole ex- expedition around this. You know? <laughs> sure, it's worth <laughs> it though because he's a great guy to go meet. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a good guy. So how did uh, let let's go on to so Steve? Steve's a great guy. Steve's a Absolute. Uh, I mean, if you think of like a butcher, like it's Steve that you think of. He's like your old school sort of classic yeah. butcher from London. Yeah, he's like a uh, like a Looney Tunes drawing of a, of a butcher in London. <laughs> it's like you see Bugs Bunny running around him. You know, he's a good guy. <laughs> and he act like he keep trying to get him to. to I, I don't like. I know somebody has to be out there to give him his own show because I, I'd love to watch him. I'm trying to uh, bug Gizzy this morning about trying to. Get him set up with a show. I think they'd be good together. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely he's so recognisable, and he's got such yeah. a good like attitude for it, and really entertaining guy. And when I first met him, was with Christian in Bristol, and uh, he said, "Oh, this guy's a big Raider fan." I was like, "Oh, really cool." And then he lifts his shirt and shows a tattoo. 
I was like, oh my god, this is like it's weird. It's a weird world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he messaged me saying I had to bring up uh, the uh, Raiders today at some point. So I'm glad you did. So that that's it. That, we've done it now. Yeah. <laughs> so you, are you a big Raiders fan? Pardon? Are you a big Raiders fan as well? Yeah, I was born and raised in Oakland, so you have to be, I think. <laughs> there was a period when they left, and then some of them, some of the people jumped off and went across the bay to San Francisco, but I didn't. And so they still they still talk about moving. I don't care where they move, I'll still be a fan and after this many years. I don't have a tattoo that likes Steve. And he has two of them now, too. you got to give him props. <laughs> <laughs> and he got one in Bangkok, you know, you got to be a story behind that I haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll try and drag that one out of him at some point. <laughs> Keep a note of that for future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like to see his pictures when he goes over there too. Get some really nice food. Oh, bringing that up, up, Asian food. I like to use the hot sauce in an Asian style way uh, a lot. Not just like a Mexican kind of thing, you know. But I, I kind of use like a normal. Uh, normal everyday Latino kind of way where you just use a little sprinkle here and there and tortillas wrapped with stuff, you know, leftovers. But I uh, use it a lot with soy sauce and, and ginger and garlic and things like that and make a kind of Asian Asian sauce out of it. It's really nice. Mm. Yeah, and just bringing up his his pictures remind me of that. There's, uh, there's not enough of that on the island down here, not enough Asian food like that. Yeah, no, that sounds wicked. Mm. I can re- definitely see that working well. It goes well with like, so many things, doesn't it? I've seen it in so many places, like, so many people posting different recipes and stuff that have used yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very yeah. versatile sort. It's a, it's really cool the, the way the people repost things too. I like um, it, it saves me, especially wake up like oh, I don't have any pictures today, you know. And I love to I love to put pictures out on Instagram. It's really fun. And um, then I'll, I'll look at the feed and have somebody posted their dish and it looks so good. Oh, this morning, you, you guys have uh, Daniel had his dish. It's so nice. I was like, oh, that saves me because I don't have anything to put out. Like, you know? <laughs> so it happens a lot. It's good. And then you got a local, like a local following kind of family feeling out of it all. It's really nice. I like it. Hmm. It's, hard, it's hard getting harder to, to know who's who, though. And it's like after you know, 3,000 people I follow back, I, I don't see as much. And I don't um, I don't always remember people's real names to their, their handle names on, online, you know. So I've, I've met a couple people. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so-and-so. Like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. What's what's your what's your Instagram name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Let me see your pictures. Oh yeah, I know you. <laughs> yeah, no. Seriously, it gets like that. Seriously, yeah, yeah no. I'm like, even like with certain stuff, like they, a lot of people don't actually have a picture of them attached to their social media. So like, we were at the big meet, and like guys come yeah. up to us, or even like uh, even on this sort of thing, you don't see people. You're on this side of the radio, you don't see people that listen. And they're like, yeah. oh, listen to your show, blah, 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 blah. And you're, you're talking for like a half an hour. And then you're like, oh, sorry, what, what's your, like, because you don't know them. <laughs> you don't know who they are. And it's like, really, and then, uh, or even like you said, like with social media, they, like, they don't have pictures of themselves. So you're like, oh, so what's your, and then as soon as you say they're like, oh, I'm like whoever at this, this, this. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember chatting to you for ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't put out too many selfies, so people don't know what I look like unless you go searching through and, <laughs> and figure it out. So I, I do see that they do that with me. But we, we know what you look like. Same, same though, you know. <laughs> I we know what you look like. Actually, easy. You know, we had an I'm epic night right with now. you uh, at Grillstock. That was the first time we met. Uh, you yeah. were with Steve at the Grillstock book launch, and uh, yeah, we were doing party. shots of uh, Test Tube, Bloody Hell Hot Sauce, along with shots yeah. of everything else. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I crashed. I crashed in Johnny Boots' uh, house that night. He, he would let me walk the streets for the night. I said, oh, "I'll be fine. I'm just gonna go home slowly." And he, no, no, you're crashing on my pet, on my pet couch. So uh, yeah, woke up and drifted home in the morning, half awake. That was a good party, yeah. So the the sort when we first tasted the sauce there at that at the Grillstock book launch party, I was just like really. Really amazed at how fruity the sauce was because a lot of hot sauces don't tend to have that touch of it. I know we've mentioned the flavour before, but yeah. it really is because like, my wife's not into hot sauces at all, but she loves this one. She's just like, that isn't like any other hot sauce I've had. So yeah. think, do you get that a lot, that you're getting a lot of people that aren't normally like hot sauce fans that are finding that they love your hot sauce? First, yeah, first I think they get confused of 
because it's not over thickened with with stuff. You do have to shake it up; it separates. And but it is more of a natural, like a salsa kind of pour thing. And people over here don't always know what to do with it. Like, how do I cook with it? Because it doesn't come out like a ketchup, you know, in a pasty kind of way. So they don't just base something with it and let it stick on it, you know. So they don't know how to use it. So I have to tell them how to use it a little bit. Just cook, cook it with it and infuse it in your in your dishes. Um, and, but then it's also not as fruity as as more sauces are here in the in the UK. So um, you know, so yeah, you, you have to get over that it, it's a little fruitiness but it has that bite that people look at you like oh what did you just do to me you know <laughs> and then the, it goes away and then they go oh well, it's still good though you know they still taste the the good fruits and the, the garlic and stuff like that and yeah, the, like... the secret spices in there too that i that haven't told anybody about um we do list it as, as spices but there's a couple of ties in there that tie in the hot and the the sweet that i think work that um yeah i'm not giving up <laughs> oh, you chose you give away the full recipe today. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, I like to cook with it, and I like it as a finishing sauce. I mean, like it's 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 definitely both. You can put it in the recipe and cook with it, or again, like I said, use it as a finishing sort of sauce to drizzle on top of something. But I often, quite yeah. often, do quite often do both. So I'll cook with it and then, and then finish with it again. So get like a double hit. But yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, something that I did recently was. Uh, I was like trying to make like the, I love a Bloody Mary. I'm into really into a Bloody Mary, so I made a Bloody Hell Bloody Mary and uh, like sort of nice. smoked the tomato juice and uh, nice. and stuff like that. It's, it's a pretty epic one. It goes with barbecue, just absolutely perfect. So I'm gonna we're doing a video with that one, and that will be out soon. I would go further into it, but I don't want to ruin the video. So uh, keep an eye out for that one, guys. But since that's since good, we since good. we both got a bottle, we've been using it in so many different recipes now. It's crazy how we just we find it just works so well with different things. I, mean, I think I, you saw my post the other day. Where I did a bloody hell dirty burger sauce. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. <laughs> so that that was a real simple one. Really, it's just like a bit of mayonnaise, some mustard, some paprika, a bit of garlic, salt, and then some bloody hell hot sauce in there, and it just makes right. like a really really awesome spicy but cooling because you've got the mayo there nice burger yeah. sauce oh the bloody bloody hell mayo is what i use the most probably at home because i don't know something about it it's creamy creamy but it's spicy and so um it goes on like emergency you know frozen chicken in the freezer or something like that you know oh, i don't have any food left and i look in there and i have my emergency little cutlets and just uh it looks so cheap and you know, when it tastes so good, it's like it's like going out in the middle of the night after you've been drinking with your buds and just the cheapest food, that spicy creaminess uh, just hits the spot, you know. So the recipe for this, had, you, had this been something you developed like years and when you came over here to the UK, you were like bringing a recipe with you or have you developed it when you got here? I had to, I had to develop it here. It's um, basically, it's, it would used to be a habanero, fresh habanero um green and, and more dark orange uh, habaneros, but charred on the barbecue, and then hand-stripped, you know, really time-consuming and, you know, just expensive, actually, too, because when you, you add up that pepper, but um, the pepper cost. But when you go to a production batch, you have to change a lot of stuff. You have to figure out how to keep a consistent uh, pepper taste and, and tomato taste, so... I have to buy tomatoes now and let them sit for so many days until I see the right color, and then they they can be thrown into a batch. Uh, we have small these are small batches. There's about 120 bottles uh, a batch, so it's different from going from a kitchen batch to a, to that many bottles. Um, all the ingredients and how you source them has to change a little bit, you know. Um, and you have to keep your cost down, otherwise you you can't do it. Otherwise, if I would have done the the original recipe, I couldn't make any money at it. So um, you basically have to try to figure out how you do this in bulk and, and how do you get the, the peppers that are the same ripeness each time and your tomatoes and everything like that, you know. So so people see the uh, pretty much the same bottle. Every yeah, cause time it's got to be tough. Like if, I buy, if I buy from the same supplier, like anything, I mean, talking meat for one or talking jalapenos or, or whatever yeah. or like even just fruit and stuff, every time, like each one's different, each one... It's yeah. flavor, even if it's from the same tree, it's like so weird. Like how, it must yeah. be so difficult getting that consistency. Yeah, I, I think that that's why I'm trying to keep it uh, um, to show people that it's it's basically getting a homemade batch. It's 
it's a big batch, but it's it, it is homemade, and um, and we try to keep it consistent so that if your next batch you order, it might be I mean next bottle might be about ten batches later, but we still want it to look and taste the same. Um, not many people will notice the color will change slightly from different batches. So I, I notice it. <laughs> it bothers me, you know. Um, actually, Johnny, last year at the girl the big fest was teasing me because I. I was like, oh, no, we can't put those two batches together because I noticed, like, a slight shade difference. And he kept teasing <laughs> me all, all week, and he kept teasing me about that. But, um, yeah, it, it is difficult, but it just it's, I think it's just um, my engineering background came in. I just did it as a hobby, but figured out how to do it bigger because I'm used to building things. Um, before I did this uh, on the island here, I built radiation detectors and then went into this as a hobby. But, like, I, I just approached it as an engineering project basically on the side and just did it in my head and on my phone basically <laughs> i'm still still i'm actually going to get a iphone 5 next because i do this all on iphone 4 basically wow but then figure it out i remember that, those you know while i'm having a beer <laughs> at night <laughs> um so are you like the official taste tester then once you've made a batch are you tasting it yeah, making sure it's I, up to the I'm the, one, I'm, I'm the one that tastes it I'm the one that gets it in the eye I have my arms covered with it and they, they feel like tattoos in the shower uh, is that part of the know. testing is it <laughs> no it's just part of being in the atmosphere all the time yeah I do I, I have my hands in every batch so um, yeah I'm the guy uh, and you, you do have to taste it at the end to make sure something didn't change and there isn't a batch that you don't question did you forget something you know that drives me nuts <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, but it, it's just a natural, um, you know, over over obsession with things that I think is helping to keep the consist- consistency also. Yeah. yeah, but that's, I think that's, again, what adds to it and makes it special. It's not in some factory in some massive, huge yeah. vat being mixed by some guy who doesn't have a clue about hot sauce. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. You put it in a factory and some guy who's never even tasted hot sauce in his life could be just mixing up whatever yeah, the list of ingredients whereas you've got a guy who's in his home who's making up who whose passion is is this bloody hell hot sauce and he's he's the one who designed it he made it up he he created this sauce and he's the one that's in there so you, you're talking about this love going into each batch this he's really do you mean that's that's the difference there yeah it, it is like selling little bits of artwork to, uh, that you've put your hands in and i do care about every bottle like if something gets lost for a while and then the, and the Especially the U.S. Customs, oh, they're so bad. Um, but I get I get worried about every bottle, and, and I, do, I don't know if that gets over to the people, but you know it does bother me. So you know I try to solve every problem I can right away, and yeah, and try to get a nice bottle to everybody and make everybody happy. It does make you feel good too at the end of the day, knowing that there's people out there with the dishes they show you, and and you know it can be just a, a simple simple frozen meal to something fancy you know in the city happening it's really great feeling be part of people's lives like that yeah and you're, you're very much like you're keeping it real you're a very family related business aren't you you're all working together to do this yeah um it's all family my wife helps me tremendous amount and so um brosy hi brosy and, <laughs> and my even my kids they come in there the max and grace she's six and she's three um, they come in and they, they try to label and stuff, so I have to set them up with their own little section and um, then inspect them and redo them later. <laughs> I, hope they don't, I hope they don't need this. But, um, yeah, they, everybody gets involved. And, um, uh, yeah, I was just trying to also show that on, like, the Instagram is kind of our main hub out to, to the different media. But it's, it's just kind of accentuate, accentuating the uh, fact that we are a small one, a small island, small family, small business, but um, it, it, we, it looks big to some people, and that's not really the goal, but it's not um, something I want to shy away from, because we do want to get bigger and bigger, of course, but I don't want to take away the family aspect that we have now, you know, for later down the road. I just uh, want to keep that, that hands-on kind of feeling. Hmm. And the, the way that these bottles are shaped, and, and the, the, each one is slightly different in itself also, I'm not sure. You have to order a few of them to uh, notice it, but there's slight differences in each bottle themselves. So um, they can't be just be put down on a, like a conveyor belt and loaded up with a machine. It has to be hand done. 
the, is that the actual shape of the bottle you mean itself? Yeah, the actual shape of the bottle. They're like they're, you know, some stems, they're not perfect. Sometimes the stem is slightly askew, and you know, there's, and the the backs are a little bit different. I notice all these things. <laughs> Maybe nobody else does, you know. But I know I notice it because uh, that's how my head thinks in engineering. Is um, how can I shoot these down a thing real fast and load them up with the with the uh, filler, automatic filler? But you really can't because they, they're just slightly off. So they have to be hand done. Yeah, the, well, the the skull bottle shapes like very iconic of the like bloody hell hot sauce, isn't it? If, has that been that from the beginning, or did you originally just have it in like a standard yeah. bottle, and then you developed this, or is it like the I original, found this bottle and I need to now put some sauce in it? <laughs> the, the original bottle was uh, well, I've changed the bottle just to any kind of cool bottle as I went just as a hobby and sent it back. I only did maybe up to twenty twenty at a time. And then fairly large bottles also, like this one is pretty large, it's 400 mils. And I did a different, like apothecary-style skull uh, bottle, but um, I think if you've, uh, you've seen this one online in different places, and also the other one, it's just you have to accumulate them by thousands to actually claim them in a, to make them yours. I think I'm doing that here. Um, but the old bottle was uh, so much more expensive, and that's the one I sent over to Christian. Uh, DJ Barbecue, aka DJ Barbecue, and then he said, "Oh, that's a great idea." And I said, "Yeah, but it's, it's, you couldn't make any money doing that." And so then I just put it off to the side. Um, and then Gizzy put a picture out um, of, of the bottle, and they just people went nuts right away. And I said, "Oh, I have to do something, you know, because it's, like, it's a good sign, you know." Yeah, Gizzy's absolutely awesome. Uh, really big on the scene, yeah. so that's a really cool shout out there. Yeah, she's way cool. Uh, she has one of the best pictures from last year's fest. Her, her kissing the bottle. I like to use that. Bring that one in the throwbacks. Yeah, it's good. So I, I was working. Oh, I was I was working in China basically, and uh, used my for for different uh, for engineering, and used my um, basically my translator to help me find connections. And I started talking to different business people there and to to form a form a business relationship to get the bottles and things like that. So yeah, you have to do all that kind of work if you want to go into heavy production. But it um, it makes sense that if you can get the bottle uh, at the same price, you get a plain Worcester bottle. Might as well go for it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, wicked. I don't like it to be the only gimmick. So, and everybody, every hot sauce person does have some sort of gimmick. They have a name or they have the label, and sometimes it's a bottle, and sometimes it's all of it. And um, you know, it, but. You do, you do want them to, to buy and, and eat the sauce, so it, it feels good that I get a lot of return uh, return purchasing. It's good. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like the the bowls, the bowl. Once you've used it, if you if you've only ordered for the bowl, then you've got it. So if people are coming back, you know it's the sauce that's doing the trick. Yeah, <laughs> and it definitely is named, a sauce. My wife named it with because I usually named it something Spanish and and usually on the jokey side and stuff and. Um, and so like, she said, just name it something more English, you know, because you, you've been here a long time. And so then she said, name it bloody hell. That's what everybody says when they first taste it anyway. <laughs> and I can't get any more British than that. And it's in the naughty side. I said, yeah, that sounds good. And so then uh, I, I registered it. And that's another reason why I did this is uh, everything's so easy and free here. You know, I, I, all the inspections are free. The only thing I pay for is insurance and uh, a class, you know, to, to for culinary stuff, classes. Um, but everything is so easy and free. So I said, well, I might as well glorify this hobby, you know, and, and so I registered it. And the, they left me a couple of messages saying, oh, we're not sure if we can put this, you know, through the system. And then they finally called back and said, oh, no, it's okay now. And it's because of the swear words. <laughs> I said, everybody's grandmother here uses that word every other minute, you know. It's funny. Yes. Yeah, it's like just the British word, yeah. bloody hell. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> My kid uh, has a, a little T-shirt made up, and he feels real self-conscious when he w- walks around town with it on, because one of the teachers might see him downtown with it. <laughs> <laughs> he well, goes to Catholic school. Max being six, I'm sure that he's going to be coming up with his own recipe soon, or uh, or tweaking dad's <laughs> and making it a little bit better. I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's got a T-shirt. Can anyone else get a T-shirt? So you're getting. Bloody hell, hot uh, sauce yeah, t-shirts or not? <laughs> I'm working on those t-shirts. I've been working on them for a year, but uh, you have to sort capital and everything. And I had to sort uh, all my accounts before um, merchandise. Um, so I'm actually doing that right now. I just put a tweet out yesterday with a kind of a Raider Shield style 
Um, but I just have these little few more tweaks on that. And I think that's one we'll put out first and I get those out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. We'll do that. And then we'll go from there and see what kind of merchandise we can accumulate. It's kind of hard to do our, um, our logo is, I, when I designed the logo, I did all that. Um, I did, I put too many shades in it so it doesn't break down to a silk screen very well. And I, when it does get broken down to single colors, it doesn't look so, so good. So we have to print on like a polys and stuff like that, poly uh, shirts. But they're real comfortable shirts, uh, but they have to be white and really stand out. All these things you figure out as you go along. Well, I made a mistake a little bit back there, but we'll have to, we'll have to deal with it somewhere. That's all part of the learning curve of having like a family business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can't just flash out and just do it when there's not, you know, millions in the bank behind you. But the, it's 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 a it's kind of nice not having that. You know, nobody's directing this into some big conglomerate, you know, thing. You got some good news recently. Uh, a brand has has taken on the hot sauce as well. Oh yeah. So who <laughs> who is that? <laughs> Another uh, big breast we can make <laughs> You know Harvey Nicks. Wow. Yeah, wicked. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. How did that, that come about then? Um, that came. They found me actually. Kelly um, from uh, Harvey Nicks found me um, mostly through my Instagram, I believe. There might be some connections in between with other people. Uh, you know, in the food circle up, up in London, but um, yeah, that was just a nice out of the blue, and and they've they've been so helpful. They just they take care of everything, and it's really nice. So it's nice to see uh, what what's going to happen. For, you know, I don't I don't know. It's kind of uh, it's kind of hard because I have like this this build up of normal uh, just everyday people like us, and then you got this other kind of hired you know posh genre coming in now it's kind of scary <laughs> yeah no nah, but when you go into harvey nixon you, you look at you go into their food sort of area and you uh it, it, they have such a, a wide variety of, they do have a wide variety of stuff there that's available and, and uh, some pretty cool bits and pieces and and it's 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 cool because I, they're quite select what they pick and and they've they've chosen chosen you to to represent there as well Oh, it feels great. I, but to be honest, I never heard of them before they contacted me. And um, when I was reading the email, my wife said I was joking, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, so you know them? And she's like, yeah, I know them, you know. And I said, oh, okay. And so you know, I started talking to them. I, I had no clue. And so I just went online and looked and, oh, okay, it's nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I still haven't been there. I've only shopped online. Uh, I haven't shopped. I haven't purchased anything. But, uh, yeah, I have to go up there and see what's up. Because I guess it's in every every one of the shops in the UK right now. So it's awesome. cool to do a tour and get a picture of each one, send it back to mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, their store in London is incredible. And uh, they've got one uh, just at the road, actually, in uh, Bristol, which isn't too far from us. There's a Harvey Nicks. And, uh, yeah, there's got a few dotted around the country. So it'll be a bit of a tour for you. You can have some fun. Yeah, I'll have to uh, put out a, a treasure hunt picture thing or something yeah. for people to take shots for me and give them back something. Yeah, that sounds good. Is it, it's uh, available in other shops as well, or is that the only... Like, yeah, yeah, we're mostly... Uh, the only other one in London, uh, it's a Fat Walrus um, their pub. It's a nice pub over there, family kind of style pub. And um, they sell skulls, and they, they use the sauce a lot more than they actually sell. It's, they, uh, it's really nice. I, I love when the people use it a lot. Um, there, there's, um, there's a, a lot of, uh, uh, island accounts I have, though. I get, uh, the Busy Bee Garden Center, all places you wouldn't think a garden center would sell, but it's different over here than it is back in America. The garden centers are kind of like a big, like, almost like a mall, you know, over here. You can kind of get a little bit of everything. It is, it's uh, one of those so. things that garden centers over here is that I've heard on the radio the other day they were talking about it. It's just like, People actually just like going to them. It's like their day off. People go to a garden centre. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. My yeah. my mother-in-law is, is a garden centre. I, oh, I don't want to finish that sentence off, but she just loves garden centres. She does like the whole thing. Like every day off, I'm like, wow, what have you done? She had a day off. So, what have you done today? Like we went to the garden centre. And I'm like, what? You just went that's the, yesterday. Or... You get everything you eat there, food, food. And Nice. It's yeah, they're just like going for a cup of tea. They've gone to the the garden center for a cup of tea. I mean, it's like ten miles away. This 
So many cafes Costa's in between. down the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. We got a, a good one over here, Godstill Cider. That's a little shack that sells really nice ciders and stuff, and they go through tons of the bottles. Um, right now, they have so many tourists that come in. That it's a little town that does really good until you know end of the end of the autumn, and then just shuts down for the winter. But it's good while it lasts. And uh, we have House of Chili. It's a really big uh, chili house. Um, uh, like a warehouse full of just all kinds of hot sauces and stuff. And it's really rare to see that, I think, especially when I'm here on the island. So when I came across that, that was really good. It sounds um, like you've but, taken over the island then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get everywhere, every little corner. You know, be the mayor, one... the mayor of Isla White soon. <laughs> I don't know if they I don't know if they let me. <laughs> he's up for it though. Yeah. He's up for it. I just think we came his name out there. Yeah. We're just going to put it out there. Bobby's up for I'll, it. I'll, I'll do it. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Get you some big medallion. You have to change it to like a Raiders medallion though or something like that. Or just a big skull. I'm going to walk around like with a devil suit on all the time. And <laughs> Sounds yeah. wicked. Maybe it won't work. <laughs> uh, what else? We got also out here Tatmo Farm. I got a list there. Tatmo Farm. That's a really good one. Uh, white leather craft of all places. A leather shop. But, you know, a lot of biker. Not biker guys, but, you know. Guys in leather like to eat hot sauce. Those are jazzy sauces. Oh, leather. Oh, anyone who wears leather loves hot sauces. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a little, a little shop here. It's really nice. So these uh, family, another family, they're close to, their, to our uh, hot sauce shop. Uh, Island Foods is a butcher shop, and those guys, um, they sell a lot too, which it, at first I didn't think it would do well, but lots of people are buying it just to put on the stuff. And then they um, made some really great sausages, and they put it in the sausages. It was really nice. So they do that once in a while. I'm on the um, the mailing list to tell me when they're in, so I can go pick them up. Awesome. Uh, oh, then also a butcher in heart for uh, G Pickett Butcher. I'm not sure if you guys heard them. Um, I think the guys at Steve knows, I think. Uh, Phil's Diner, they use a lot of it over in New, Newport. White Rock, uh, Bottega. And over at the Speedway, we have a Speedway track where I have a big banner up. Um, the Warriors, the Speedway Racers, and they're all selling over there and also supporting, and I'm supporting them. It's good. It's awesome. It's so it's available thing. in plenty of places now. Yeah, it'd be cool to be like the next, uh, the next uh, Red Bull kind of sport, sporting kind of uh, sponsor. You know, all on, all on time, but it'd be good to be involved <laughs> with the stuff like that. You know. Bloody hell, hot sauce air race. The, <laughs> I, mean, I gotta take over the pier here and get people to drive off the pier at their, their <laughs> flight. <laughs> and just, uh, just cool, huh? Yeah, we'll have to do a selfie midair with a skull bottle. Uh, <laughs> I need to make a, a plastic or like a nerf, nerf version so I don't, don't get hurt so much. <laughs> You've really thought us through, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because yeah, I wanted to fly, uh, fly it around on a drone. And have it dangling in, in the picture. You don't get some really good drone shots of this skull dangling around the front and hanging there. But it's kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds wicked. I, can't, I hope this actually happens and I, and I can see this. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'm really thinking about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can do it. Amazon are delivering parcels with a drone. So sure you can well, I don't know if my insurance will cover getting hit in the head with a skull, you know, if I <laughs> knock something out out there in public. Just deny it. <laughs> Give it a shot. It's quite a recognisable bottle, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it destroys as soon as it hits the ground. What does it And people can also just buy it online from your website as well. Yeah, you can buy it on the on the website, um, bloodyhellhotsauce.com. Cool. And you just click on, there's also a list of all the different places um, that it's at. Um, and then... Um, yeah, I guess I don't see any others on here. That's probably where you can awesome. Yeah. Get it. Did you? It's like such a popular hot sauce in the like barbecue community. Did you expect that when you started? Did you think it was going to be like so popular with barbecuers specifically? No, um, I thought you know I get the the Christian followers and stuff like that. But then I got a lot after that, and then after also I got a lot of prepper people, a lot of uh, guys in the wilderness kind of guys. And they're all part of the barbecue genre. So there's like a little a feather edge of each genre that touches another genre that, that keeps happening. And for a while, it was all just the barbecue people. I thought, oh, it's, it's 
just kind of like a sausage party. You know, it was all guys mostly. And then, um, <laughs> then Kristen had it on the, the morning show uh, last year, and then suddenly it got tons of women buying it for their, their husbands and boyfriends and, and everybody, the fathers even. And back to and, sausage um, again. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, sausage party. Um, so, yeah, so every little genre, like, will touch off to another little genre. So it's really good right now. Um, I'm trying to think what the latest people are. A lot of ve- vegans lately, because it is suitable for vegans. And um, I didn't think that would attract so many people, but it really does. Especially breakfast people. Like the, the vegans, they love to wake up and show you how, how good they're eating, you know. Look at this, look at that, you know. No bacon and stuff. I can't see what they call it. Oh, that would look good with bacon. I'm like, hey, come on, leave the vegans alone this morning. <laughs> I feel sorry for Neil. Neil Rankin uh, just from temp- he's opening up temper and he's uh, getting a bit of stick from the vegans at the minute. Uh, he's had to put a few uh, <laughs> he's had to put a few statuses up on Facebook this last couple of weeks uh, defending himself from the uh, from a lot of vegans. But but yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> put it out there that I'm, I'm feeling for, I'm feeling for him. <laughs> yeah, I saw the big the big thing yesterday. I was like, uh, I want to jump in there, but I get. I can't because um, my wife, my wife, she's vegan right now. She's vegetarian all the time, but she's more vegan now. And my kids are vegetarians, and so I take I take harassment in the kitchen, you know, and they look up and see something, you know, bacon or ribs and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I've, tried, I've made it like a week before, but not not that long. I try. I do think about it, but you know, I like like caveman instincts, so I can't get rid of those. It just it's hard. So you have to cook a lot of stuff just for yourself, then? Yeah, most of the pictures you see, that's uh, either I'm eating it by myself uh, once in a great while, somebody will, will come by, but it's usually what I'll eat all week, leftovers. So I, I can't do it every night because I don't eat like that because, you know, I can only cook it once and then there's too much. Um, so we do a lot of leftovers. But that's uh, that's how I normally use the sauce, um, like an everyday kind of thing. Just the next day, throw it in a tortilla with some refried beans and cheese and heat it up and hit the road, you know. Do you barbecue much For, yourself? Yeah, I, barbe- I call it gorilla barbecuing. I have like little a little kettle um, outside by the, by the car because <laughs> I don't have a garden. I'm in a big flat. And so I'm out there usually in the cold. Call, I call it gorilla barbecuing out there by myself. And yeah, the, sounds familiar. In the elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we got this, the new uh, drum smoker going, so that's uh, that's really fun. That's up at the shop. I cook up at the shop while I'm, while I'm doing all the other stuff, too. And that, that's really fun. It's really tricky. I did the uh, smoked garlics recently, and it was really tough to get it so they didn't cook, and I had to keep the, the temperature really low in that, that barrel. And it's all one one uh, one area like that in the barrel. It's really tough, but it was, it was fun. It was a challenge. Yeah. Have you tried like, using one of the Pro-Q cold smoke generators? No, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, have a look at it. It's just like a maze type shape thing, and you like put a candle to light it at one end, and then it just slowly trickles around the outside, and then oh, it just only it doesn't produce any heat. Then you just only get in cold smoke. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I'll yeah. check that That's out because we, we, we like to do like, we like to have the uh, smoked garlics and you know, roast them after, and then smear them in, in nice breads. But um, I'm not going to do that all day again. <laughs> too many times, you know. Because the garlics go too fast after you've smoked them. It's all day process, but it is fun sitting by the by the fire with the beer all day long. Yeah, it can't be that. It's one of the best things. <laughs> cool. So what's what's coming up in the future then for Bloody Hell Hot Sauce? What's coming up? Uh, well, next week we have uh, festival. I'll be over there with Taste of the White. Um, they're doing some kind of a cheese toasty. It's the, uh, the anything cheese in the bread is kind of the British uh, equivalent to a quesadilla. So um, and a lot of people <laughs> use it that way, so it's good. So yeah, cheese on there. toast is a, is a British classic. Can't be it. Cheesy beans on toast. Beans <laughs> nah, I'm not with him. No, nah, no, just cheese on toast with me. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, that, I mean, Worcestershire sauce is like the classic to splash on top of mm. of uh, cheese on toast, but uh, I'd pick uh, Buddy Howe over that any day. Um, let's see, what else is going on? We're going to, 
be just, I think after that, we're just going to be trying to get ready for the holidays and we usually get a, a big uh, boost around the end of uh, October. People start worrying about Christmas presents and stuff like that. And um, although I might be doing a, um, like a Dickens type fair, I'm not sure what you call them over here, um, over at Ventnor with the, with the guys from the Bistro for, with Andy Holloway. Um, he's the one I've seen pictures, so I do a couple different, like, kind of pop-in uh, cooking things with them at his restaurant. Um, but we, the first time we did, he does, like, a French Mediterranean-style, really fancy kind of food. And we did infusions with, with the bloody hell into the sauce, I mean, into the food with the sauce. And the people that, that normally come in, they knew that they were getting into that when they were really surprised that it wasn't overpowering and, and was extremely hot. When, especially when I brought them over to Skull after they're eating and said, this is what you're eating, and they hadn't seen the, the bottle before. And they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know. So then the last time I did this, I said, let's do something more traditional. So we did the pulled pork tacos and stuff like that, um, and quesadillas, uh, frittatas. It was really nice stuff, pico de gallo and guacamole and stuff like that. Just Blush. The normal. Mm, getting hungry now. <laughs> yeah. Hikam- oh, a nice hikam masala you did. It was really nice. Also, because I take something that's more. This is how I would do it back when I was a kid at the, at the taqueria kind of thing, and then he'll throw in something a little bit, a little bit more of the French Mediterranean and British style. Not 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 so much British, but you know how, how he was raised uh, in culinary schools and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you must be smashing out some awesome sort of uh, Latino style food. I mean, I guess that it must be amazing. I wish actually I'm looking forward to one day uh, getting to try some. <laughs> One that I like to do uh, the grilled uh, a pineapple and mango, and then you put the sauce on it with a raspberry hibiscus mixed together into a sauce or a chocolate sauce. We did um, just a sweet, a really sweet, but with a hot after aftertaste kind of thing going on. So it's nice to be involved with them, where you can just kind of go in and experiment and have fun, and and then hit the road. And I don't even have to clean up either. <laughs> just come in and do my thing and jam. It's nice and trying to trying to uh, spread all over, like you're saying, the barbecue people, but also I'm trying to get over to different genres, you know, food. I'm not, I'm, I'm a, not a big food person. Um, I know how to cook. I, like, just make up things and, on the on the fly, but I'm not a big overeater kind of guy, kind of, oh, i got to try this, got to try that. So it's kind of um, kind of interesting new genre to be in, actually. Yeah, me neither. I don't eat anything, to be honest. That's how he maintains his optimum shape <laughs> yeah. and performance. Yeah. <laughs> People actually, when the Olympics are on, it's quite weird. People mistaking me for Tom Daly all the time because yeah, I'm just so slender and little. But yeah, it's just for <laughs> I'm not really into food that much. You can do an awesome bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was one I tried. I like to try little um, weird things. Uh, oh, I'm going to do a, like a pumpkin pie cheesecake with a, with the bloody house swirl in there. <clears throat> but uh, I did a bloody limey, I called it. I took, I took some Haritos, um lime soda. I'm not sure if you can get a lime soda here. That's still really lime tasting. Um, I got it from the Mexican groceries when I was buying tortillas, um, corn tortillas, which are hard to find, especially on the island. Nice corn tortillas. I'm going to put it out there. There's a guy in Dublin. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name of his company now, but if you type into like Google, like corn tortillas uh, mm-hmm. made in uh, made in Europe, even, but they're made in they're made in Dublin anyway. So if you type that into Google, he's the only person in Europe producing real corn tortillas uh, no. he opened up like a street food sort of latino street food uh company in in ireland going back sort of like 10 years and realized that he had just been traveling like uh, south america came back set this up and realized that how awful our tortillas are over here so then he thought well the only way he's going to get them is by making them himself and and that's what he's done and, and uh, he's putting out some awesome uh, tortillas so uh check him out people I saw that on uh, Neil Rankin's post. Also, he's going to be doing that in his restaurant. And anytime I see corn tortillas anywhere here, I, I like it because um, it's 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 kind of more of an authentic flavor than the than the flour. The flour is kind of just wrap it up and go kind of burrito thing, but the corn is really good for like a taco. It just makes it a step better. Um, but I, I took that uh, the lime and uh, did some uh, a da- just a dash of the hot sauce, some, some bloody hell, and then uh, some rum. It made a nice, refreshing, but uh, but hot after aftertaste uh, drink. 
So I'm trying to experiment with drinks. But I, they like to get the Bloody Mary mix out there also eventually. Awesome. Yeah. There's a, a, I've just found out the guy, the, the company's called Blanco Nino, and it's uh, Philip Martin. Is it Phil Martin? Yeah, yeah Philip Martin, Martin, and the company's Blanco Nino, and uh, based in Dublin, but yeah, they're, they're like an authentic sort of corn uh, tortilla, yeah. so they're worth checking out people. Uh, yeah, now I've got the uh, these, this bloody hell, bloody Mary recipe coming out, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, see what you think. It's a pretty cool one, bit of a twist on, a, on the traditional sort of bloody Mary, but it definitely hits the spot. That I, I love. Uh, that's another thing I love is that so many people have done uh, so many different videos and reviews and everything good. Um, nobody's dogged us before. Um, I've only had one bad guy. <laughs> that's it. And um, it's everything. It's just nice, uh, like free advertising is what I'm trying to say. It's really good. It, it, it's, a, it's a proper uh, word of mouth kind of advertising, and it stays positive that way, which is good. Um, so I like that. Awesome. Well, Bobby, we're approaching our hour mark now, and we'd like to bring it into a close now. I think we could chat to you for ages and ages. Um, yeah, I ramble a lot too. No, <laughs> no, no. It's been great fun chatting to you. Um, thanks for being on today's show. Um, Thank you. Could you just let all our listeners know like where they can find you, website, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of them? Yeah, just uh, hit bloodyhellhotsauce.com for our online um for our online orders, you can also find our, our links to Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I believe. Um, I use mostly the, the Instagram, so that has the better the better feed, the prettier prettier food pictures and things like that as my main hub out to the other medias. But you can, um, I wouldn't even know how to tell you how to find us on the other addresses. <laughs> You'll find it. If you want to find it, you can find it. Somebody Type in that skull bottle I keep hearing about. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks for being on today's show. Yeah, awesome, bro. Thank yeah, you thanks, very much. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Appreciate this. Cheers. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Catch you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners or pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you think about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even looking to pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And finally, Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. So if you're looking for smoking wood, chunks, dust, planks, chips, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com. You can find them on Twitter and uh, at Smokewood Shack. So goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Uh, See you later. Ciao. Bye. You buddy boy. I'm a much better cook than Bobby. No.